Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into episode 11 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show coming at you Monday night, July 11th from Austin, Texas. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. So many stories going on. I think we'll start off internationally. Hey, did you see Joe Biden's going to Saudi Arabia tomorrow? Where's the outrage from the LGBTQ community? Where's the outrage? Do you know, do you know, uh, from, from people of color, do you know Saudi Arabia only outlawed slavery in 1962? That's right. Saudi Arabia only outlawed slavery in 1962. If you spread LGBTQ propaganda, you name it, you can get your head chopped off. Do you know that's how they execute people over in Saudi Arabia? They bring you out at nine in the morning to the public square, read off your list of crimes that you, uh, that, that you um, committed, and then they chop your head off with a sword. Yep, you thought it was just an Al-Qaeda uh, videos that they, that they posted on the dark web? Nope. Think about this. The United States is going over Joe Biden to a country with one of, if not the worst, human rights <laughs> violations. I mean, human rights records ever. I mean, they just allowed women to drive cars. What was it, four years ago? They just allowed women to drive cars. And if you went to those protests... As a female or a male, they would arrest you. They would arrest you and disappear you. I mean, Saudi Arabia is such a corrupt country. And for Joe Biden literally to be punishing the oil and gas industry here. Um, oh, by the way, do you see he sent the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, um, 5 million barrels, to the open market to China. China got our oil. Think about that. We're paying through the nose for gas and energy and electric. And Biden is literally shipping arguably the most valuable resource next to gold. I mean, gold's not going to help you out if you don't have oil or any way to move around. But think about that. He sent 5 million barrels of oil. If he's not getting impeached over that, what what could he get impeached over? To a, to a, a country that, that doesn't like us at all, China. I mean, how is he not being impeached? You know, Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy, cartoon guy, sort of, you know, during COVID and Trump, he had a couple really good predictions, and uh, he's now probably more famous than that. No, probably, I don't know, Dilbert, Dilbert's a pretty big comic, but one thing Scott Adams, I read one of his books, I forget which which one, but he has a great analogy um for America right now in the polarization, we're watching one movie with two screens. So whatever is going on in the world, you can tell how a person's going to react to it or what they're going to blame on based on how into politics they are and what, what political party they back. From the mass shootings that happened to Biden going over to Saudi Arabia to the grid here in Texas right now, we've got a punishing heat wave down here in Texas, it was uh, 110, 109 the last couple days. Literally two of the top 10 hottest days in the history of Austin. And so now everyone's making huge pronouncements about climate change and the grid is, is wobbly. It's funny, last summer, there was only one day, one day all summer when the temperature hit over 100 degrees at Camp Mabry, which is the main place that they have a weather uh, weather instrument and they measure it and that's the historical records they compare to that no one last summer said well 
maybe it's cooling down or, and there was a lot of rain, you know, maybe the climate's not happening. It's only, they just cherry pick these days, folks. So heat waves are nothing new. Look at the 30s, uh, 1930s, 1950s, 1980. There was insane heat waves going on in the United States. It's called climate and weather. I mean, the one thing that's consistent about weather is that it changes. It's one of the cool things about living on Earth is the weather changes. Like today it was supposed to be super sweltering hot. I didn't see any rain in the forecast. Well, there's some there are some rain clouds and some people got some rain. But you know it's impossible to predict. We think we're so smart humans. You know what you can't predict? Wind. You cannot predict um the wind. So today, ERCOT, and I'm going to put a post of this uh, on the Substack. You can go to teddybroosevelt.substack.com and check out all the information. Now is a great time to go visit because I was calling out the dangers that Texas's grid was going to be facing with the Bitcoin miners and our huge uh, move to wind and solar. Texas is the number one state, I think the number one place in the world, for producing wind and a lot of it was subsidized, federal and state. So it was a very profitable industry to get in. Here's the deal. Wind generation is, is you can see the folly of it right now. Because today, ERCOT, they have public dashboards. Wind generation at its maximum. You know, super windy. Everything's running great. You're talking about 32,000 megawatts that it can provide. Today... Less than 10 they go, hey, we think wind is going to be less than 10% of that, of its capacity. No, it ended up being an extremely low, so extremely low wind generation day would be 1%. Low wind generation is about 11%. And then normal, a normal day for the summer, it hits 36% of its capacity. That's a good day. So winds here in Texas often drop during the day and then they pick up overnight. Um... But today, it was literally in the hundreds of, of megawatts. So the capacity is 32,000. It was around seven or 800 megawatts at the, at the key part of the day when we really needed a lot of electricity. So who picked up the slack again? The fossil fuels that they hate, of course. So, you know, the, the, the wind thing, you know, the electricity demand doesn't take a minute off or a day off, but wind does. And it's impossible for us to predict um, wind. And, you know, it the, the it goes back to the one movie and two screens where I saw people saying, you know what? Screw Governor Abbott, the governor of Texas here. Screw ERCOT. I'm cranking my AC to 68 and doing laundry or whatever, the only way the grid's going to get fixed is if it goes down. There were people on Twitter literally saying that, or, you know, I'm furious, we should have fixed the grid, I'm not paying attention. I guarantee and these are the same people who were saying, oh, we all have to mask up and vaccine for the good of the community. It's a, it's a you know, everyone has to pitch in and, and, and do this, wear, wear masks. It's funny, though, when, when the uh, grid is at danger of going down, and that's literally uh, guaranteed people dying. There's no guarantee if I walk out of, into a grocery store, um, 
in good shape and relatively young that I'm going to die. But you guarantee if the grid goes down and it's 110 degrees, elderly people and younger infants, where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Your house has insulation. It's going to be 120, 125 degrees inside your house if the grid goes down. You know, how are you going to cool off? You don't have, you don't have any ability to plug a fan in. You don't have ability to plug AC in. And the thing is a lot of people have to understand, the richer you are, the more, you know, a lot of rich people um, here in Austin, I don't consider myself rich, <laughs> not at all. But one of the biggest uh, uh, booming industries around here was installing home generators. Because after snowpocalypse, when the grid went down for four days, everyone realized I can't rely on the state to be there for me and provide electric. So, like I said, the two, uh, the one movie, two screens thing is really relevant right now. And I have to just emphasize, I am starting, I started this Substack, started this podcast. I am all about just pursuing the truth. Political affiliation be damned. I mean, let the chips fall where they may, but I'm just going to call people out based on what I see. And just the truth is my North Stars, like like people like to say, that my compass. So Governor Abbott and Ted Cruz messed up big time. You know, they got six-figure fat checks from these crypto packs and invited them all to come here after Iran, China, Kazakhstan. Pretty much everyone kicked them out. And you can see this on teddybroosevelt.substack.com. I have a breakdown of everything in Tehran. And most major cities in Iran, they were having major blackouts because of all the crypto miners going on. And you would have factories going down. You'd have the air conditioning going down, you know, the street lights. So mining for crypto seems and looks really stupid and just futile and a total waste of time, money, and energy when you're create. you know, you're mining, you're solving these mathematical equations not to come up with a pharmaceutical drug that's going to cure cancer or to save the world or, you know, to figure out something important. You're just solving random transactions just in order to provide value, uh, a store of value for this invisible coin. Um, it's, 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 it just seems foolish. foolish. So I'm going to call out Greg Abbott and, and Ted Cruz. They never should have invited them, invited them here. And you can just see Texas Blockchain Council has um, is a consortium of, uh, of, of crypto companies down here. It's like their public messaging arm. And they did a tremendous job of reaching out to CBS Austin, KXAN. Hey, Bitcoin miners powered down to keep the Texas power grid going during peak demand hours. So this was obviously a coordinated PR thing where Riot Blockchain here about an uh, an hour outside of Austin has 100,000 machines running. Enough power to keep electricity flowing through a whole city. So they're saying, hey, we monitor the grid and weather conditions 24 hours a day and we shut them down because we're, we're, we're just good, benevolent humans. Everyone knows crypto guys are just, the last thing they're worried about is greed and selfishness. No, 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 no. They're all about, you know, um, community and making sure that they're doing what's right for everybody else. They would never make any greedy decisions. That was a little sarcastic. I know sarcasm doesn't come across 
very well um, on Twitter, so I wanted to clarify that on social media. But, you know, the one thing we have to admit, if I'm going to admit Ted Cruz and Greg Abbott messed up because they shouldn't have invited these crypto miners uh, to town until we ensured that the grid was closed, these Democrats, Beto, all these people, they have to admit wind power is a major, and the lack thereof, is a huge reason why we're even in this situation in the first place. Because we've transitioned so much to wind, and wind was literally generating 2.6% of the, you know, the 31,000 megawatts that it could generate. It was, it was around 2%, maybe even a little bit less. So we never have a guarantee on how much output we'll have from wind, and solar, the sun doesn't always shine and the wind doesn't always blow. If we had a situation with natural gas or coal or nuclear, anything, um, any other form of energy that's powering the grid that only had 2.6% of their capacity, it would be a total nightmare. It would be it would be a, the biggest human diaspora in the, since uh, Hurricane Katrina. You're talking about 26 million people here in Texas are under the ERCOT grid. You simply cannot survive that long when it's this hot. Where are you going to sleep? Where are you going to go? So even in the shade, it's hot, folks. So what we're doing by moving, and don't even get me started on the fossil fuels required to create the solar panels, to create the blades for these windmills, taking the windmills out to the actual spot. So the other thing people have to mention is is uh you know the wind power you can't move it closer to the energy um sources because the blades won't go under the 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 highway bri- uh, bridges the clearance isn't isn't good enough so there's only certain places where you can even deliver these things anyways so what we have to realize is the more we're doing this green energy wind power uh movement the more we are committing economic suicide and literally putting ourselves in a life or death situation that's going to cause way more pain and suffering than anything that actual climate can do. So you have to keep building it out and building it out and building it out so you won't be short there. So when you have a day like wind power, I mean a day day like today where it was only 2% of the total electricity from wind. How many, I mean, how many wind turbines would you need to build in order to make sure that wind is generating sufficient energy on a day when the wind's not blowing? I mean, it's, you're literally talking about hundreds of thousands, if not a million. So, you know, dispatchable, you know what they say, like coal, nuclear, you know, they call this dispatch. So it's wind, solar, and dispatchable. Solar was generating 81% of its installed capacity. Wind was about 2%. And then dispatchable, which is the real stuff, the fossil fuels or whatever, 85%. So it is, uh, it, it, it is crazy how the, two, the one movie and two screens, where if you're a Democrat, you're going to blame Abbott and Ted Cruz. If you are a Republican, you're going to blame wind power. Um... I'm all about just trying to figure out what the truth is. And it's a combination of both. Let's admit that it's a combination of both. I mean, ERCOT expects crypto miners to increase electricity demand by up to 6 gigawatts 
by next summer. Six gigawatts. I mean, that's that's more than enough to power every home in Houston. So, same with solar. I mean, you know what solar's producing right now? Zero, because the sun went down. So, there are huge federal subsidies that have caused this imbalance, and the fossil fuel industry has been demonized and vilified, and now you've got Joe Biden flying over to Saudi Arabia tomorrow to beg them for oil. I mean, think about that. Saudi Arabia, who he did bash on the campaign trail, we have to beg them for oil when we have plenty of oil here. And he literally said, hey, we want to eliminate fossil fuels. We have to get to carbon neutral. But they're going to fly over to Saudi Arabia and ask them to make more of it and import it here. So you're going to enrich the wealth of a nation that has the worst human rights violations imaginable. I thought everyone was mad about uh, Jamal Khashoggi, you know, when they murdered him in Turkey and, and, and Saudi Arabia paid for that to, to, to kill him. I mean, what happened with that um, outrage? LGBTQ community, you're not mad at Biden for going to Saudi Arabia? So ERCOT's saying prospective crypto miners have applied to connect and draw 20 gigawatts. That's 20,000 megawatts of power. That's that would put the grid under. So we have to call out. The, I mean, if there's anything that should be a bipartisan or neutral topic that we we should just put aside the political banner and look at the actual facts and figure out what's going on with the electric. It's it's this. I mean, if you were if you lived through snowpocalypse, the four days. You just realize when you don't have electric or water, I mean, you're camping at not at a campground. You're just camping in the middle of the of the of the woods. So it's amazing how the the, the crypto PR people, they got all the news news stations to cover them like they're this benevolent industry that would always do what's best they would never put their greed first or make or profit first they're just going to do whatever's best for texas because they just got here six months ago so they have so many such deep roots um they you know what they do have a ton of money so the texas blockchain association got their pr thing going around and said hey we just responded to ERCOT's conservation request and turned off our machines this represents nearly all industrial-scale Bitcoin mining in Texas and allows for over 1% of total grid capacity to be pushed back onto the grid for retail and commercial use. So I've seen they're taking up anywhere between 4 and 10% of total grid capacity. The big thing is it's just the major ones. I saw like there's three or four. It's, it's, it's the big commercial ones, but there's a lot of little miners. I have friends who just have one rig running. Um... But again, this is all voluntary. Texas is relying on their willingness to voluntarily curtail their operations. And who's verifying this? I mean, they could say they shut down from 2 to 6 p.m. They're out in the middle of West Texas, some of them. There's no one around. Why would, why, I mean, crypto people are notorious for lying. Look at all the rug pulls. I mean, when your industry, when the word rug pull is a common phrase, there's a lot of deceit and lying 
from the initial coin offerings to crypto strengthens the grid. I mean, when they the, when you hear someone say crypto strengthens the grid, you're paying for it. You're going to pay for it because they're saying, hey, the more crypto that gets here, then ERCOT's going to have to add more power sources. And do you know 75% of the new power plants that they've received applications for are for solar. The other 25% are for wind. You know what they're not receiving applications for? Natural gas or nuclear. nuclear. There's nothing fossil fuels because no one is going to invest in a project to generate electricity where they have to amateurize the money over a 50-year period. So it's super intense upfront capital that you want to make sure you recoup over four or five decades. So that's just that, that just ain't happening, folks. People, these are businessmen. They are and women. They're, they're, they're not going to invest when the government's saying, we, we might shut you down. Now, here's the crazy thing. This, what you have is the, is the ESG factor. So all these blue chip corporations, you know, the environmentalists are saying, hey, you've got to buy carbon credits or slash your carbon emissions. So you have companies, AT&T, Google, Home Depot, Honda, McDonald's. They have relied on gas and coal to power their stores, factories, data centers, transportation, you name it. And now they have to offset it. So you know what they're going to do? There's this massive solar farm that's being built in West Texas. And now McDonald's, Honda, and Home Depot is like, oh, look, here, since we use all this coal and natural gas to actually run our businesses, because there's nothing more um, efficient and, uh, you know, as far as energy per, per, per unit, the Joule, J-O-U-L-E, they're saying, look, we have a bunch of solar panels here in West Texas to slash our carbon emissions. I mean, it is absolute insanity, folks, that we are forcing companies to just, it's virtue signaling with energy. That's what it is, virtue signaling with energy. So again, if we could burn bad ideas in a wood stove and harness electricity that way, the United States would be energy independent. There's so much, so many bad ideas that we could use to power the grid. But until somebody can figure out how to get ideas, uh, <laughs> how to get ideas into uh, energy, we're gonna have to just figure out a different way. But two things we don't want to do. Rely more on wind and solar when they're so intermittent and uh, ignore coal and fission-based nuclear. I mean, nuclear's got a bad reputation, obviously, because of the whole bomb thing. I don't know if you heard about it, <laughs> but uh, it's really clean. Um, it really doesn't matter if you like it or not. But unless you want a power bill that varies by 400% or more, and I think I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, people are getting hammered with the biggest electricity bills of their life. Like you're not getting hammered in every other facet of your, uh, of, of your household budget. So you're literally out of your mind. You have a death wish if you don't build the base demand capacity out of things that don't have fluctuation and aren't dependent on those who do. That's the whole thing. Whatever you do with wind and solar, you have to have a backup plan. 
You have to have a backup plan for with 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 fossil alternatives or fossil fuels that aren't going to have intermittent. Like coal doesn't take a day off. Nuclear, maybe the plant does, or they have to do maintenance. But you never have a situation where oh my god, ninety. 8% of coal's energy just went offline. I mean, that would be a catastrophe. Any grid in America or the world that experienced that, a 98% loss of uh, fossil fuel, the grid would go down. But we're totally cool with wind power. 98% of the capacity is just not happening. Why? Oh, the wind's not blowing that hard. Well, when's it going to crank up? We don't know because that's one thing humans haven't figured out what to do is predict when it's going to be windy and how windy is it going to be. Now, there's certain places, the top of a mountain, um, offshore near the ocean. Yeah, the thing is, the what at the very time you need it and can't have it, the wind um, power is the most inconvenient time of all. Typically when it's freezing cold or broiling hot. So that's when wind's not good. So folks, it is literally, I mean, solar's benefited, solar industry's benefited for decades um, from federal, state, and local subsidies to get its footprint out. You know what also they you know what they totally ignore? These environmentalists? Solar panel waste. I mean, Michael Schellenberger in his book, I'm still not done with it, almost done. One of the best books I've read in 2022, Apocalypse Never by Michael Schellenberger, says within two to three decades, the problem of solar panel disposal is going to explode and wreck the environment because it's such a huge amount of waste that's not easy to recycle. I mean, think about that. And the turbines. Have you ever seen the inside of a turbine? There's hardly anything recyclable. It's all fiberglass. They kill a ton of, as I mentioned to Brad Swale on the podcast on Friday, kill a ton of birds. Number one killer of migratory bats. The insect population explodes. I'm, I've got a, a, a video I'm working on, and I announced it to Brad, and I told him I would do it, um, about these turbines. I really think the net... They're a net negative for the environment. Um, not not so much solar, I think, because the uh, the lifespan of the panels. Um, but I haven't really analyzed, and I haven't got to the chapter where Michael Schellenberger talks about the explosion of solar panel waste. But wind turbines, when you add up all the negative things that they do, and then the very few positive things that they do, I mean, yeah, it's great when it's super windy and it's generating twenty thousand megawatts. But on a day like today, you're literally plunged into a life or death situation. If you're in in, in your late 90s, you know, if you're in your 80s, 90s, imagine a, a nursing home, what the staff would have to do if the elect, if the AC goes out. It's a lot easier to warm up when you're cold than to cool down when you're piping hot. I mean, do you know the number one weather-related uh, category of deaths is heat stroke? I mean, it only takes 10 or 20 minutes if you're outside um, to get dehydrated and lightheaded and you're, you're put down. So we're literally, I mean, the decisions that Joe Biden has made, did you see in the, uh, I mean, New York Times, they're all, whatever it is, they coordinated the hit on Biden and they took a poll. No one wants them to run um, on either party. I mean, Republicans has got to be 98%. Shocking thing I saw for 
Democrats under 30, it was 90% of them don't want him to run. So he didn't f uh, fulfill any... To the AOC of the squad folks, there's no way they're supporting him again. Um, for the moderate Democrats, there's no way they can support him again. I mean, he's pissing everybody off, really. He's not woke enough or going too far to the, the left for the uh, crazy squad. And he's signing a lot of woke stuff and putting people who into positions of power that are pretty important roles where their only qualification is they are the first groundbreaking person to be a blank, 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 fill in the blank, gender, race, or whatever. That's He, he told us that's what it was going to be. Hey, when, when he was up there on, at the debate, I guarantee I'm going to choose as my running mate the first female... Was it black female or person of color? I think it was person of color. Who knows? Think about that. What a, a ridiculous way to vet out the candidates is you're going to eliminate, you know, so black people are what? I think it's 11% of the population. So let's just say half and half. Let's say black women are 5%. You're eliminating 95% of America because uh, their genitalia and their skin color doesn't match what you think they should match. I mean, give me a break. So, um, I'm looking back on some of the Teddy post, backlash builds towards cryptocurrency and energy-sucking Bitcoin miners. So, I mean, they were contacting the people they contact here. Hey, as long as the wind stays strong, they should be giving us a lot of power at times we need it. And so far, it's looking like coal and plant gas plants are holding up okay. I mean, think about it. As long as the wind stays strong. Think about how ridiculous that sounds. We got plenty of coal. We got plenty of gas. We have plenty. You know what? It was 115 degrees today in, in Phoenix, Arizona. They didn't issue a warning. I've lived in Phoenix for a couple summers. When it was 115, they never told everybody. They said, hey, stay out of the heat. Make sure you don't go out in the heat. They never said, turn your air conditioner down or turn, you know, don't do laundry. Why? Because Arizona hasn't invested in a ton of wind power. So they don't have to hope, oh, I hope the wind stays strong or else the grid goes down. I mean, if the grid goes down in Arizona in the desert and they're surrounded by desert, I mean, it would be a mass catastrophe. It would be Mad Max beyond Thunderdome. So they want to make sure their energy, their grid is going to hold up. I mean, the fact that we're, we're, we're having people say, as long as the wind stays strong, it's going to look really foolish if the grid go, does go down and the, the heat's not stopping, folks, and the wind's not picking up. Um, I'm going to bring it up real quick, real-time conditions. I mean, right now, wind's now 10,000 megawatts. The system demands 71,000 um, megawatts. Total wind's 10, solar zero. So wind picks up solar... You know, our, our wind wind picks up as solar goes down. So you 12 hours a day, at least, that, that, that the sun's not happening. The grid conditions look okay now. But you look, wind and so, uh, wind, it was eight, 729 megawatts at one at, uh, roughly 1230 today. 729 out of 32,000 capacity. I mean, it is... It is absolutely out of control that we're literally putting like our lives at stake. It's it's really difficult to to emphasize how serious this is that the grid could have went down today due to low wind. 
Why are we even putting ourselves in the, that position that the grid might go down because of low wind? It's almost like, is it going to take a catastrophe like that? And that's these people are like, yeah, I'm going to run my AC super, super cool at 68 degrees. Screw Abbott, screw Urquhart. Dude, you're basically um, accelerating uh, uh, the change from wind power back to coal. You know, China builds a new coal plant every two two weeks. 66% of their energy comes from coal. They don't have blackouts. They don't have to worry about blackouts. So, folks, just get your popcorn ready. There's going to be some ma major, major developments. And I can tell you this. You can always count on Teddy to follow the truth. Um, I, I, I really... I, I'm more affiliated with, with Republicans right now, obviously, because look at the left. They're out of their mind. I mean, but I consider myself closer to a Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, one of those people where I consider myself a liberal for a long time and lived in some really liberal parts of the country. And then I saw their policies in action, sort of like what happened in San Francisco where everyone just went along for the ride. The progressives, this they live, eat, breathe, sleep this 24 hours a day. Yeah, let's get a Chessie Boudin as our DA. And it, it'll, you know, as long as we just let all the criminals out of jail, crime will drop. You know, let's just hate on the cops. Then they see their policies come to fruition. And it means homeless people breaking into their cars, um, people getting assaulted raped i mean it, it's insane the revolving door of 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 crime same with new york city i mean how many people will vote you know how many people always said they'd vote democrat and then they see a case like the bodega worker getting charged with murder for self-defense i mean that's one thing you'd think you know if you were defending yourself from two people attacking you violently and viciously over nothing their EBT card got de declined. You should be able to defend yourself. From castle doctrine to just walking down the street, you should be able to defend yourself. And the fact that they would charge someone with murder, I mean, if he somehow gets convicted or whatever, that's a one issue. For somebody who's always voted Democrat their life, that's a one issue um, uh, a vote. Like, I don't know how your conscience can... can could could vote for Democrats. So, you know, same with the Saudi Arabia thing. I mean, they're going to blame Putin and Russia. Did you see they finally... So, Russia started their maintenance. I've mentioned it multiple times on the Nord Stream 1. They started the maintenance on this pipeline today. And it's supposed to go on for 10 or 12 days. So, a lot of these countries, especially Germany, is scared shitless that Russia's not going to turn that... Uh, Turn that gas pipe pipeline back on. And why would he? Think about it. Germany's praying, even though they're supplying um, financial aid and military aid to Ukraine, who's trying to kill Russians on the battlefield, and they're in a war. They're like, please, please, Mr. Putin, don't turn off our gas. And like I have mentioned earlier, what if he doesn't? What are you going to do, invade him? Or are all your people going to starve to death? I mean, I encourage people, no one in the United States is covering it. The Dutch farmer revolt. I mean, Sri Lanka, 
Sri Lanka, um, did you see the just fascinating footage of the people storming the presidential palace? A lot of that is because of the green new energy and the ESG. And it is insane. Our, you know, these first world countries like us, we're trying to force our bad ideas on poverty stricken countries. They don't have time to deal with climate change when they're just struggling to survive day by day on a two by. I mean, the climate change stuff that might happen. 80 whatever however long in the future and I don't think it's going to happen they're just trying to get a meal you know they're just trying to survive so to make them transition to wind and solar this early and then you see like the price of everything goes up that's the one you know silver lining about all those folks is people are really realizing across the world that we live in an oil and fossil fuel based world if we don't have oil and gas at an affordable price, people suffer. I mean, and it's a it's a chain reaction where everything, everything in this country is delivered by diesel trucks. So the price of everything is going to go up. Your electric bill, it hasn't even started to go up. So what's the famous quote? Like, I don't know, when, when just people start going crazy. Um, if they just feel like they can't even, no matter what they do, they're just struggling to survive. And we don't need to make, in a 2022, it's already been a rough decade already with COVID and everything else. Why are we making the world more difficult for, for ourselves? Why is energy, uh, Texas, which has a well-earned reputation for being the oil, gas, and energy kingpin of the universe... Why are we punishing the fossil fuel people when we know that they that, that it's consistent, reliable energy that's been used for decades? We never had to worry about the grid going down. That's what I hate about this whole situation is no one is acknowledging the fact that if we weren't relying on wind to provide a, and solar for a third of our energy, we wouldn't be in this situation Arizona's not in this situation. Oklahoma is just as hot. They're not in this, this situation. The only uh, the only warnings they they issue is don't go outside in the heat without water. You know they don't say hey the whole grid might go down because it's too hot. So Abbott and Cruz never should have invented, invited all these Bitcoin miners. Go to TeddyBroosevelt.substack.com. The two most popular posts I've written in the history of the of the Substack. It's been up since end of March, March 28th. Had to do with Bitcoin mining. So what else do we want to get into? The Biden thing with Saudi Arabia, it's just, it's, 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 unconscionable that he's going over there and it's going to be fascinating to see how the media spins him going over there to beg the Saudis. They're laughing their ass off at us. We should be ashamed, humiliated, and embarrassed that the leader of the our country is going over to Saudi freaking Arabia to beg them to produce more oil. We have plenty here. So what else? Since I have the COVID-19 uh, warning, I feel like I need to say something about COVID. I, oh, by the way, for folks who still follow me on or who do follow me on Twitter, at underscore Teddy Roosevelt. I've got 48 hours left in my suspension for saying the I word. That's right, Ivermectin. 
Um, it's amazing how the World Health Organization, they haven't been banned, even though they have a six-page PDF on their website touting the miracle of ivermectin. But Teddy, the last three suspensions I've gotten were for saying the I word about ivermectin. And let's get this straight, folks. I mean, Pfizer, um, the CDC, the FDA, they advertise a ton on social media. If you, you, know, you talk about a revolving door, a lot of people from Facebook and Twitter and Google went to work in the Biden administration. A lot of people from the Obama administration, they went to go work um, as lobbyists or in Silicon Valley in government relations. So it's an incestuous relationship. These people are in bed with everybody. So uh, with COVID, the vaccines were approved um, 12 days ago, two, almost two weeks for six months to uh, kids, six months to four years old. Um, the uptake has been almost non-existent. It's under 2%. So to give you an idea, the first 12 days when they approved it for 12 to 15-year-olds, 10% of 12 to 15-year-olds got it. 5 to 11-year-olds, 5% of 5 to 11-year-olds got it. 6 months to 4 years, 1%. So... No parents are really interested in injecting their their kids with this, and why would they? I mean, we predicted it here. Again, as far as COVID stuff, if you tune into the Teddy Roosevelt Show, you will be 8, 10, 12 weeks ahead of everybody as far as what's happening. BA.4 and BA.5 variants, they're affecting the, 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 the triple vax more than anybody. There's a great, you know, go to dailyclout.io, as I said, Dr. Naomi Wolf. Their latest... Um, from the latest FOIA request with the with the Pfizer data dump, there is some shocking, shocking um, information as far as the uh, baby deaths and the toddler deaths and the fertility issues. These parents spontaneous abortions um, that, that these parents miscarriages, spontaneous abortions. It is insane. Um, there's a great website Dale or expose. So it's expose-news.com slash daily-expose. It's called the Daily Expose. Um, and they, they, they do a great job of taking the COVID data from government websites. And it's, it's insane how they will stop counting certain things or they will start ca- counting certain things. Now they're just trying to stop counting certain things or you know, um, increase the amount of time in between each new release. Well, I'm sure you saw Boris Johnson resigned that week. The UK government quietly published a report. The vaccinated accounted for 94% of all COVID deaths since April in England. 90% were triple or quadruple jabbed. The unvaccinated accounted for 4%. The triple and quadruple jab, uh, jabbed are, are are dominating. So it's crazy where you have to rely on people who are who are taking the information. I mean, the real world COVID nineteen vac- vaccine effectiveness. Literally, you know, Pfizer said it was ninety three percent effective. No, um, if you're eighteen to twenty nine, it's negative four hundred percent effectiveness. Um, the best vaccine effectiveness for if you were 80, it's negative 100. But all of them are in the negatives because it has negative vaccine efficacy. 
In other words, you're four times as likely to get COVID if you're 18 to 29 and are, are triple jabbed than not getting any shot at all. I mean, that should, that is a huge... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the deaths. Vaccinated, yeah, triple booster, 3,057 deaths, triple boost. Um, anyone vaccinated was another 3,365 deaths if you're unvaccinated, 206. It's, it's an absolute scandal, folks. So I think right now you've got the media's turned on Biden. Um, I think everyone's enthusiasm for supporting the Ukraine war across the board is is coming to a close. And if we had any leaders at all who had a modicum of intelligence in their brain, they would contact Putin. Putin, he said, hey, I'm willing to uh, discuss negotiations um, and diplomacy anytime. But the longer this goes on, the less likely I'm going to be able to uh, engage in those talks. So... I mean, if everyone hasn't figured out right now, Ukraine is incredibly corrupt. Remember, Rand Paul wanted to just have sort of an inspector general, like a czar of like, hey, can we put somebody over there to figure out where's this money going and what it's being used on? Nope. They, they, they wouldn't let him put that clause in there. Think about that. I mean, one of the top three corrupt countries on the planet that's CIA World Factbook, you know, top three uh, most corrupt countries. And the Bidens have all kinds of creepy ties with them. Again, uh, Stupid Joe flew over there seven times when he was vice president. Seven times, including four days before the end of his second term. He had 100 hours left and he flew over to Ukraine. So, there, who knows? Um, the compromising material, the blackmail. I mean, blackmail is a major thing that's going on um, with our leaders right now. Uh, I think a lot of Republicans, Democrats that are blackmailed um, domestically and internationally, where they have to go with whatever, whoever has the the compromising material on them or their whole career is gonna be ruined. They're gonna get exposed to reputation. They could even go, they could go to jail. Jail would probably be worse or uh, better than the humiliation they would experience. So is Zelensky telling Biden, look, you send over you know, this amount of money or we're spilling the beans about your son and you and Burisma and the Biolabs or who knows what's going on, what kind of compromising material they have. But sure, a lot of people saw the media's not covering it. 4chan, somebody found Hunter Biden's um, iPhone backup on his laptop. I guess the iCloud backup and they're releasing... A bunch of videos. If you release the video, if you posted it on Twitter, Hunter Biden's um, weighing out some crack. He he tells the hooker, "Hey, this is two grams or whatever. It was twenty grams on the scale. Not the best. You know, Joe Biden says the smartest person he knows uh, thinks two grams is twenty grams, or thought thought twenty grams was two grams. If you post that on Twitter, they'll ban you. They'll suspend you. They'll they'll you're you're not allowed to do this. I mean, didn't we go through this already with a Hunter Biden laptop and the New York Post, the America's uh, oldest running continuous newspaper, got banned? Anyone who dared post anything about the the Hunter Biden laptop got banned or suspended. And then 
two years after or a year after the fact, they're like, oh, you know, New York Times and Washington Post, we've confirmed that's actually true. So now what the, the, I mean, it's pretty hard to deep fake a video of like Hunter S. or Hunter S. Thompson, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden makes Hunter S. Thompson look like a Mormon. Um, It's pretty hard to deep fake that like Hunter Biden with a shirt off, with a gun, with a hooker in the back, with crack. I mean, you could, with a crack, that's, that's, that's not that hard, but there sure is an awful lot of compromising material about Hunter Biden on these, these laptops and phones. I mean, he lied to get a gun. I mean, there's, there's numerous crimes that he has committed. You could, you could argue human trafficking. I mean, Joe Biden was sending his kid 10,000 bucks for lawyer or for uh, hookers and that were trafficked from Eastern Europe or Russia. I mean, the, think about that. The president was sending his kid money. And then the creepiest thing is Joe Biden's in his, in his phone as pedo Peter. And they're saying the Peter thing could come from a Tom Clancy thing. But hold on, your dad's... Nick, your, your nickname for your dad is pedo? I mean, my goodness, if, if, if this Biden family, I mean... They are one of the most notorious, disgusting crime families in the history of America. I mean, there's no other way to frame it. It's all pay to play. Um, you look at Hunter Biden's, uh, just his fl- the flights, all the places he's been. So he's basically, I guarantee there's comprom- compromising material on Hunter Biden. There was enough on his laptop and phone. Think about when he went to... China or some of the Middle Eastern countries, you think they didn't put a little pen camera in his uh, in his hotel room? Come on, folks. I mean, <laughs> it is it is out of control. So, anything else we want to go over here? Uh, the Elon Twitter deal went through. Trump called him out. You know, Elon Musk. I don't blame him. Well, there there's certainly a lot of bots on Twitter, and they wouldn't give him the data. I don't know. Elon sent out this meme about Twitter having to go to court and 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 reveal everything that he was looking for about the fake accounts the and the bots. So Elon Musk is a pretty smart cat. He's sending satellites in the into the atmosphere to provide the world with internet. He's flying people to outer space and he wants to colonize Mars. Could it be that as the process went along? He thought maybe it was more advantageous for him to, I'm sure he's done a decision tree and planned out, well, if I do this, Twitter will do this. If I do this, Twitter will do that. Do you think that by pulling out of the deal, he might have uh, (laughs) been playing some four or five D chess here where Twitter's going to have to reveal all this stuff and maybe he will buy it if he's forced to buy it you know maybe he still will buy it he he has enough money to for sure so again the two movies or the one movie two screen thing again elon was a darling of the left for being a huge um you know being the biggest electric vehicle company on the planet and then as soon as he said hey he started saying the democrats suck i'm gonna vote republican for the first time this year then all of a sudden he's an awful guy oh oligarchs shouldn't Shouldn't control the media. They never said shit about Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post. I mean, it. you tell me what the event is. It's like the shooting in Highland Park, Illinois. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? We had no idea 
the, I mean, the bodies weren't even cold yet, and everyone's dividing it into a gun control thing. Um, you know, you could tell if they're if you're Democrats, it's we got to ban guns. That's their I- initial reaction. How about the SSRI factor? I mean, again, Pfizer and Big Pharma are their biggest advertisers. So, do you think 60 Minutes or Dateline NBC or Lester Holt is going to do a deep dive into the number of mass shooters that we've had in America who were on SSRIs or got off of them, like Prozac or whatever? There's a website. I'll put a link to it on my Substack. There's a website that categorizes all of them. Folks, almost, I mean, almost all, there's a huge number of these shootings where the, um, where the perpetrator was on SSRIs. I've had friends who were on Prozac and they said getting off of that thing was a was a nightmare. I mean, they were having like a psychotic breakdown almost. And this is like an intelligent uh, you know, uh, an intelligent person that was going through depression started taking Prozac. And that's the thing is so many people start taking it and the withdrawal is so bad that they're on it for life. And folks, that's a feature, not a bug of big pharma. They want to make it as as gut-wrenchingly awful. Just look at the withdrawal from opioids. Look at the withdrawal from Prozac. They want to make it as gut-wrenchingly awful to get off the drug. Think about how evil that is. Um, I mean, and some of it is just the, the chemistry involved. But I thought we were, you know, big pharma, the watchdogs were all out with the opioid crisis. It's crazy how they big pharma got a pass for everything just because of the vaccine. And the vaccine is failing, folks, in a big way. Negative vaccine efficacy is a real thing. The original antigenic sin, I just saw there's a new variant in India that just popped up. B.27. B.27 that they said this. Oh, if you thought uh, B.4 and B.5 escaped, um, you know, had immune escape. Where do you see what B.A.27 you know, has? So... I haven't heard anyone very rarely say, look, the whole vaccine, I mean, someone from the, you know, will Fauci ever admit that the vaccine thing was a failure? Were any of these bureaucrats, I mean, think about it, in the media too, they pushed this for two years. So they're not going to, they're, they're going to look the other way for as long as possible when something like the Daily Expose comes out and it's like, oh yeah, it's a negative 400% effectiveness not 93% Pfizer no sorry it's negative 400% for this vaccine so I don't even know what to say um it is literally the one movie two screens and you tell me what party you're in and how deeply uh passionate you are about your party and I'm gonna tell you exactly how you feel about everything from the grid to a shooting to student loan forgiveness anything across the board. But keep your eye. If you see ERCOT trending, they've issued a warning. 9.32 p.m. July 11th is when this uh, podcast is wrapping up here in Austin, Texas. Um, Teddy Roosevelt coming at you. Again, you can find the latest post. Sign up. Go ahead. Sign up for a a free subscription. While it's still free, you never know when Teddy's going to be a, like a greedy crypto miner and turn the tables and start charging you folks for uh, reading the content. But um, go ahead and sign up. You can get a fresh, 
get the fresh uh, alert when everything anything's coming on. Sorry, I'm I'm running out of energy, folks. The uh, man, the heat. This heat will will, will that will suck the life out of you, folks. And I had to spend some time outside this weekend, and it was not pleasant. So just hydrating, eating, and hopefully we'll be back with some more energy. I had a ton of energy last week. Um, this 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 uh this heat will suck it out from you. But TeddyRoosevelt.substack.com. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, we're all over. Tell your friends for the most truthful, honest analysis of everything going on in the world. Teddy Roosevelt Show is your number one place, number one home for realness, for the truth. I'll always give it to you straight, folks. So I've got a couple guests coming on um, that are scheduled to come on. My buddy in the petroleum industry, you're going to love that. In Oklahoma, he's going to give me the scoop on what's happening macro-wise in the fossil fuel industry. And uh, a couple other secret surprise guests. So, signing off, Teddy Roosevelt, 9.30, Austin, Texas, Monday, July 11th. I'll be back with another Freshy Fresh episode tomorrow and a couple big announcements, folks. Y'all have a great night. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.